Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. Still have grown men run around tight pants. It's Mookie Betts. It's Daniel Bard. It's Steve Aoki. There's Salt Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball is baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Um, you also said you you also a big propo- or uh, advocate proponent um, supporter David Stearns and, and his hiring. Just in, in a nutshell, like what what do you like about? So I didn't know David until recently. Um, you know, I said hello to him at industry meetings, but never had a real opportunity. Always heard great things about him as a leader, as someone to work for, uh, you know, the culture he creates. Obviously, he's a very intelligent guy. I've known that about him since going back to his um, commissioner's office days. Um, but I didn't really know him. We did talk before he ended up with the Mets. He's doing his due diligence. He's making, I'm sure he made a lot of calls and talked to a lot of people, but he did reach out to me, you know, to, to kind of learn about my perspective on my experience there. Um, and so we talked for quite a while. Uh, I got to know him better. Uh, it was, I really enjoyed the conversation. He, he's just, there's just a lot of things. Again, as I mentioned with CY, I, I have a lot of alignment with him, with David as well, in terms of, the kind of organization he wants to build, the kind of culture he wants to have, um, how he wants people to work, those types of things. Um, so, you know, I agree with that approach that he wants to take. So therefore I think he's really good because obviously I believe in that for a reason. So, and I like the person, uh, the things that he talked about that are important to him as a leader, as a boss, um, are, are kind of shared values as well. So, you know, there's no doubt he's a smart guy. Um, so obviously the knowledge is important, you know, at that level, these guys all have knowledge, right? It's just kind of, how do they actually execute? Um, and I think, you know, the challenge for any time you go from a smaller market to a big market, the challenge is going to be, you know, how do you adapt to that? I remember hearing Andrew Friedman on a podcast say that he thinks it's much harder to go from small to big than big to small. And I think that makes sense. I mean, I've, my only small market experiences 
been consulting with the pirates. Um, and so I got to some insight on, on, on that. But I think it makes sense because when you go to a big market, you're not narrowing your focus, right? When you go, I remember when Jed Hoyer went to the Padres from the Red Sox and he said, in some ways it's easier because I can eliminate a whole pool of players that we cannot, you know, this is back when the Padres didn't spend like they spend now. Um, we can eliminate a whole group of players because we can't afford them. So we can really drill down and narrow our focus, not have to have as many balls up in the air, as much uncertainty as, as a big market team may have. And that was kind of what Andrew said too. It's like, I, now I'm in on every market. I, I have to be on. We're the Dodgers. that We can do it, so we have to do it. And so it's just widens your scope. And so I think, you know, that's going to be the challenge for anyone. And it's David's case going from Milwaukee to New York. And obviously with the resources that they have with the Mets, um, yeah, there's, there's no one that you can't acquire. Uh, it doesn't mean there's no limits. But you need to make it. I think it just makes a lot more. There's a lot more decisions that are on your plate. And, you know, I'm confident that that's not going to be a, a difficult transition for him. Now you got me fired up. I love it. <laughs> I you do. do. It's like, this, this is great. It's good stuff. I really appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's great to see you. It's great to see, you know, the stuff that you're doing at Four Ring Sports Solutions and, and um and it's just good to talk about this stuff because I think that you offered insight which I think is so unique and 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 not only unique because of where you are now and where you've been but to something you said early on which is all these different people that you've talked to and dealt with and even when you were with the Red Sox I mean we we know that there was different iterations of right. uh, and then, and, and then, you know, the Mets and then, you know, four rings and, and the organizations you're dealing with now, even outside baseball. Again, like this is, if it baffles me how other media entities, let's just say, <laughs> doesn't let, li- don't listen to the, the things that they cover. Like when you're talking, I'm thinking, oh man, like well, all this stuff is good stuff. It's stuff that should be our guide. So I don't right. you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, I mean, as you can tell, I'm passionate about talking about stuff. It's fun. It's interesting. I actually went through recently and counted how many former or current general managers or number ones, they're either presidents, CBOs, general managers, whatever the title is, but the number ones of a that were at one point of a baseball version. I worked with 16 of them. And that's pretty amazing. And I think, you know, going all the way back to Bill LaJoy, who was the GM of the Tigers in the eighties. Um, and I've learned something from all of them. And so, you know, what's great about this opportunity now is I get to expand that into other sports and have really interesting, fun conversations with people that have had similar experiences. And we have some shared, we, we kind of all know the life of working in sports operations. It's the same in every sport. Um, you know, that the calendar is just different timing, different details, but it's the grind of it all. And it's been good to have more balance in my life to kind of get out of the day-to-day grind. But I also enjoy helping people kind of navigate through that. But you know what? It all comes back to Bill of Joy. Because every time <laughs> Bill of Joy's name is brought up, I remember Theo um, in the uh, the cult classic book, Chasing Steinbrenner, saying when he's talking about hiring Bill of Joy, and he said he has a strong desire to kick ass. And I'm like, that is, there's the common theme, right? Yeah. yeah. And and that's, I love Bill of Joy. 
Um, he was great. I learned so much from him because I knew nothing about scouting when I started. And um, not to say I'm an expert on scouting now, but just the way he went about it. And then to see kind of in hindsight, like how right he was about a lot of things, even though, you know, it, just his experience. But he also adapted. I mean, this is a guy that was up there in years and we're, you know, asking scouts to do more with computers than they ever had in their jobs before. And he just adapted and, you know, kind of went with it and realized this is, you know, where the game's going, but he wanted to win and he was competitive. And I, I'm very grateful that I was around a lot of people that just had that desire to, as you said, kick ass. And, um, you know, especially a lot of people from Boston being there when I first started and having, you know, that, thing that was relatable to all Boston fans of like, we're ending this, we're winning this damn thing. And we're not going to rest until we, we do. And then even then we're not going to enjoy it. We're going to keep going and get to the next one. And, and that was just what was really fun about growing up uh, in the Red Sox organization. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Really, really good yeah. to see you, Zach. Yeah, it was good to see you, Rob. In celebration of opening day, we've got a special episode of the Moth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people. I gaze out at the players on the field and then I, uh, I look over at my dad and I, I realize that in the silence between us that something has changed. It's like I'm seeing him for the first time. Two stories about baseball, family, and so much more. The episode's available right now. Subscribe to The Moth Podcast to make sure you hear it.